So here's a summary of pray confidently and consistently in about 30 seconds. So everything in our world is urgent, and we spend most of our days putting out fires. And the reason we can't pray or we have a hard time praying is prayer is the opposite. It's also easy to fall into the trap of looking at God as a vending machine, but him providing for us is only one dimension of his incredible character. Maybe you're afraid to pray, and when you don't want to give God your problems, really what you're saying is either I can figure this out on my own, or I have to figure this out on my own. Hey, I'm Andy, and welcome to the 30 Second Book Club podcast, a place for people who want to read more books and be in a book club, but don't have time to do either. No worries about that. I take care of that for you. In the book club today, it's Valerie Werner. Her book is Pray Confidently and Consistently. And Valerie, what inspired you to write this book? So prayer is hard because it is not urgent. Everything in our world is urgent. We spend a lot of our days putting out fires and responding to the things that need us. And prayer is quiet. It is a whisper from the Lord, and um, it requires us to kind of quiet those things down. So that's that's one of the biggest reasons it's hard. It's not demand part of it, and it is something for those who, you know, I hate to say put in the work, but like it, it does require more from us than like our phones and things like that. But it's worth it. It's totally worth mm-hmm. it. And so I, I think because sometimes I don't put the work in, then I do what you talk about too uh, later on is we, we can treat God like a genie. We get to know scripture and know who God is. Um, I think if we think of him as this like one dimensional character, or like you said, like we could think of him as a vending machine or a genie, like we talk about in the book. Um, but it's basically, if we just see him as this one dimensional thing that we get something from, we will pray just this laundry list of uh, requests as opposed to getting this full I don't even want to say four dimensional picture of God because he's just, uh, he's so big, but like this full picture of him as good as we can get here on earth. Um, but when we study scripture, we get to know his character. We get to know that he loves us. We get to know that he, um, is powerful. He is capable and he, um, he wants good things for us. And I think when we know that full picture of him, we're able to, um, respond to him in a different way than just requests. We're able to just sit in his presence and know that he just being with him will change us. We get to sit and share our hearts, the hard things, the struggles, the um, the doubts that we have and know that those are not too big for him. He can handle all of it. So yeah, we just get a deeper picture of who God is in scripture and then we will pray differently. That was interesting. You, you, did, you did a little bit of a deeper dive into where the Bible says we don't have because we aren't asking in his name. So how do we how do we pray in his name? It's a big question. How do we pray in God's name? We pray um, that in the paraphrase, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's Eugene Peterson's paraphrase in the message version. He says, praying in God's will is um, in the way that he, according to who he is and what he does. So when we pray in his will, it aligns with what his personality is, what he stands for and everything like that. And the only way to know that is through his word. But I think one thing that I've talked to people a lot about is that we can come with this huge fear of like, what if I'm praying and I'm not praying in God's will? What if, what if I'm, you know, if I took this the wrong way? And one of the things that I talk about a lot is the humbleness. If we can come with humbleness to prayer, we, we don't have to fear all these things. If we know we're coming to God saying, God, this is what I think I'm supposed to be praying for, but I am humble under your authority that if this is not it, that I will, I'll bend to that. 
Um, and I think it kind of takes away a lot of that sting of like, oh, am I getting this right? Because we know that if we're not, we're still teachable to know that if God lets us know otherwise, we will obey. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I think so often I just thought of, I look at that verse and I say, oh, I, do I, does that just mean I say in Jesus name at the end? Amen. Right? <laughs> it's more than just that. So let's go here. I thought this was really interesting. You, you share a, a quote from George Muller who said, the most important part of prayer is the 15 minutes after I say amen. Often we can go to God looking for like a second opinion or maybe we want his stamp of approval on something and we're not prepared to obey him. And if if our prayer life, if we go to God and we ask him questions and then like we kind of just get up and do whatever we want anyway, um, that is, that's, I don't want to say it's silly, but what, what are we after? You know, like, um, if I, if I go to my husband and say, Hey, I want your opinion on this, but like, I have no intent of respecting it or caring about it. Why, why, like, why even have that conversation? So, um, prayer is important because God instructs us in prayer. And, um, if our intent is to not obey that, then he's not a God, like he is a jealous God. He is a powerful God. He's not here just to give us a second opinion on what we want our life to be like. And then if, if we don't like it, we just kind of ignore it. So I think on on another side of that is I've struggled with this my whole life is, you know, when I'm praying to God, I always want to you know be thankful and, and thank you God for everything you did. And so sometimes there's that a fear of, well, I don't want to complain to him. I don't want to you know, whine to him, but you know, you talk about complaining and lament. And so how do we go about that the right way? We make sure we're taking it to him. Like he is where we change our hearts. Um, it's in his presence. Like he does the transforming. So if, if we're thinking, I don't want to take this to God, we're either saying that I can figure this out on my own, or I have to figure this out on my own. And either way, God's saying, you can't do this on your own. You have to come to me. Um, And he is, he sent his son to die for us. And he's not going to suddenly say, you know what? You really crossed the line right there with that complaint. I'm taking it back. Um, He is not like that. He has covered everything. Every, if we do come to him with um, ill intent, wrong motives, um, you know, there might be consequences, but he does not turn us away and he does not um, take away prayer from us because of that. Um, so with lament, if we can go to God and again, it starts with that humility. If we can say God, like even for me recently, I went to God just feeling very overwhelmed and very abandoned at the moment. And I I told him, I said, look, Lord, I know what's true. I know what I believe, but this is how I feel. Like if I need you to change my, my heart here, because this is how I'm feeling. And it was just very honest and very, um, not holding anything back, but still there was a humility of knowing, I know that I know what's true about God and I'm not coming here in it. I know better than you, God, more just, I don't understand why you're doing this. So help me understand. And, um, I think that's a really, a, a, those conversations can be really sweet. They don't have to feel painful. They can be really sweet. Just going to our heavenly father. If we trust him with that, you know? So what do we do when we feel that we're distanced from God? It's the most Googled search thing on our website, how to get closer to God when you feel distant. And, um, besides we talk about a few things, you know, like sin can separate us from God. Um, just feeling stubborn and not wanting to go to him, feeling like it's been too long and we don't want to like go to God. We feel bad to go to him if it's been a while. Um, but I would say have somebody pray over you because sometimes 
when we feel very distant from God, we cannot come up with the words on our own. And it's, um, I know I've been in those uh, seasons of life where I just feel like I have no words. I don't know what to say. And having people pray over me and getting to hear what they're praying over me has been super powerful. And it's amazing the doors that that opens. And I've been learning a lot this year, just about how God has created us for this conversation, not just with him, but with inviting other people in. And it is something I think we just miss out on a lot right now, just feeling like um, we don't want to do it. It's uncomfortable to pray with other people, but it's really powerful. For that person that says prayer seems so hard, Valerie, I never really feel like I've done it right. What's that first step for someone that says, I'm going to change, I want that to change today. What do I do? So um, I think the first thing is understanding that you can change your prayer life. Like a lot of us do feel like we've made this commitment every year, every January. We're like, I want to pray more. This is a goal and we don't do it. And we assume that the people who are going to pray well are prayer warriors. They've been, it's just, it's been their, you know, like a skill that they've had their whole life. Um, So first we just have to know that the, like, Prayer is literally going to God and being transformed in his presence. So God can take whatever we feel about prayer and transform that. So first know that you can change. And I think that that's just a really good first step. And then um, do something differently, like whatever, you know, so often we can just do the same things and think we're going to get a different result. And that is the definition of insanity, I'm pretty sure. Um, But we got to do something differently. And that's why we created this book. We hope that it'll be something that people will um, take a chance on and and see if it's what God would use to change their prayer life. I don't know if this is hard for you to believe. It is for me. Next week is Thanksgiving. And before you even drive to your relative's house, you're probably already preparing yourself for having to deal with that one person that's at the table that's kind of a little toxic to you and your family. Gary Thomas has a book that's all about when to walk away, finding freedom from toxic people. A great thing to load up on your podcast uh, download list as you're driving to grandma's next week.